Proverbs chapter 24. Amen. I thank you for standing. I know you've been standing. And, and I heard many preachers say, and I'll still be standing when you're seated. And, amen. We're going to be all right today. But God is here. We're thankful to celebrate his presence. Proverbs 24, verses 15 and 16. Amen. And I'm sorry, I don't think I gave you 15, but I'm going to read it. The Bible says, lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked fall into mischief. I want to read one more verse, Micah chapter 7. Book of Micah chapter 7. Amen. Verse 8. Bible says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. And my subject, amen, this first Sunday of October is simply this. I have fallen and I can get up. I've fallen and I can get up. Somebody shout, I can. Come on, somebody shout it again. I can. Can we clap our hands unto the Lord and worship him? Let's pray together. Lord, have your way in this service. Minister through your word. Your word is anointed. Let us get in tune and in frequency with what you're doing and give you our lives for the glory and honor of your great name. And everybody shout in Jesus' name. Oh, come on. Let's get hyped. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time unto the Lord as you're seated today. Hallelujah. Oh, man. You guys, you guys must be tired this morning. Let's try that again. Unto, now, if you were shouting unto me, that would be appropriate. If you were shouting unto me, that would be appropriate. But let's shout unto the Lord. And let's give the Lord the praise that is unto his name. Come on, let's do that together right now. Lord Jesus, we give you praise and honor. Come on, somebody lift your voice and praise him. I love you, Jesus. You are a saving God. You are a life-changing God. You are a transforming God. We bless you and honor you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Good to see Barbara Lynn today. Amen. We love you. We're praying for you. And we're believing Jesus to heal you today. Amen. And God's God's going to be at work in her life. And so, amen, we're declaring the victory. We serve a God who is a healer and can do all things. Amen. Didn't we sing that today? Through Jesus, nothing is impossible. Oh, amen. I wonder if there's somebody who believes that this morning. Come on now. Let's not get quiet, church. Come on, let's let's be a Bible church now. I have fallen and I can get up. Let me just on the onset say this. The the scripture in verse 16 is saying, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Y'all pray we need to get a bigger platform here. I got so much stuff up here. 
Amen. Amen. It's all falling down. But amen. You know, something we need to know that is that obedience unto the Lord is your defense in disaster. I want to say that again. Obedience unto the Lord is your defense, your weapon against the enemy in disaster. When we obey the Lord in his word, we have no idea what our obedience to him is protecting us from. When we obey the Lord, we have no idea what our obedience to him is keeping us from. When we obey the Lord, we have no idea what our obedience is developing us into. Our obedience unto the Lord sets up a pit and a trap for those who antagonize, ridicule, criticize, and seek and plot wickedness for the righteous. The wicked love to set up a trap for those who obey the Lord. It appalls them. Amen. Here today, amen, this week, there is, uh, it's not in my notes, but I think it's important to mention, amen, this trial going on with Botham Jean and Amber Geiger in Dallas, Texas. Amen. And this willful display of the forgiveness of Christ, amen, towards this, amen, this, this officer who has murdered this innocent man. And what's blown me away is the outrage of forgiveness. The outrage of forgiveness. We got to understand something. We better get off God's throne of being the judge. Hello, somebody. I wish I had more witnesses in the house. We're not the judge. We're not the king. We're not on the throne. We have no right to be outraged. Amen. God said in his word, I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Who are you or I to show unforgiveness to anybody? Somebody say it's not my throne. Get off the throne. It's not yours. It's not mine. It's not mine. There's a pit. The wicked and the wicked, the, 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 the organization, the freedom for freedom from religion. It's an atheist organization is suing the judge for her pardon. Now, this is where we always have a commentary. You know, we, we're always the Monday morning quarterback. We always want to give our two cents on what we think should happen. Okay, what, it, it was wrong. What she did was wrong. What she did was wrong. Amen, but we're not the judge. We're not the judge. And so we've got to let God be God and worry about our own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. Amen. Forgiveness does not mean that what was done was right. Forgiveness does not mean that she's repentant. I don't know. I don't know her. But the freedom from, from religion, who is an atheist organization, is suing this judge for her mercy, for giving the accused, the convicted, a Bible. That's the world that we're living in today. I'm talking about the wicked, which this organization, the freedom from religion, is wicked. 
is not of the Lord, okay? It's of the enemy. Amen. I'll amen myself. I don't, okay? It's, it's not of the Lord. And they're suing, okay, this judge for her action. I'm talking about the wicked looking to set up a pit for the righteous. The Bible says, a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Amen. That wasn't in my notes, but you can have it for free. Amen. Take it to your prayer closet and let Jesus work on you with it. Amen. Have a nice day. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But when when the wicked love to set up a trap for those who obey the Lord. However, the trap that the wicked sets up for the righteous they will fall into themselves. The wicked fall and stay down. The righteous fall and get back up. The wicked go into the pigsty of carnality and sin, and they wallow in it with no intentions of leaving their sin. They're too busy enjoying sin to get out of it. But the righteous fall, and rise up again. The Bible says a just man falleth seven times. This is not a literal seven number, but the Bible is saying that all of us will fall throughout our lifetime. We, we can count that we're going to make mistakes. We can, we can guarantee we're going to fail sometime. We can guarantee that we're going to stumble and we're going to make mistakes sometimes. The Bible says a just man seven times. You're going to make mistakes. And let me say that premeditated sin is not a mistake. Willful sin is not a mistake. The Bible is talking about when we veer off course. The Bible is talking about when we misstep. 1 Peter 4, verses 17 and 18. Amen. The Bible says, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if we can get it up there, 1 Peter 4, 17 and 18. And if the righteous scarcely be saved. I'm going to pause a moment so we can get that. You need to see that. Look that up on your phone if you can. And if the righteous scarcely be saved. Where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? The Bible is telling us, the Lord is telling us that judgment will begin first with the church, with those who serve the Lord. The Bible is telling us that the righteous, somebody say the righteous, the righteous will scarcely, barely be saved. I am fighting to scarcely be saved. I am contending to scarcely be saved. The best that you and I hang on with me for a moment, the best that you and I can be with our full devotion and commitment unto the Lord is scarcely saved. That is why we must fight every tooth and nail for our salvation. The Bible is saying scarcely saved because our righteous 
righteousness is as filthy rags. Our righteousness on our best day does not even come close to the righteousness of God. There's going to be nobody pumping their chest, amen, pumping their fist, walking through heaven's gates and saying, I deserve to be here. The righteous, the Bible says, shall scarcely barely by the skin of our teeth, by the grace of God, barely be saved. That's what I'm contending for. Is scarcely saved or not saved at all. I mean, I, I hear that song, oh, when the saints come marching in, and I get that. I'm not talking about being scarce in our devotion. I'm talking about giving God our absolute best. Sold out, a living sacrifice, going to the end, going to the wall, living committed, going through persecution and still being faithful unto God and still scarcely. The Apostle Paul, scarcely saved. The Apostle Peter, scarcely saved. Stephen, who was stoned to death as he was preaching the gospel, scarcely saved. Martyrs, scarcely saved. We've got to understand who we are and who he is. Amen. We've got to fight every tooth and nail for our salvation. This is why we cannot afford to be casual about obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is why we cannot afford to be casual about being born again of the water and of the spirit. Because the most spiritual among us will scarcely be saved. The most obedient unto the Lord among us will be scarcely saved. There will be no boasting into heaven's gates. We will be exceedingly thankful to be scarcely saved. I'm in the book. Church, am I in the book? I'm in the Bible. I'm in the word of God. I'm not talking about some man-made religion. I'm in the book today. But I'm glad to know that scarcely saved is still saved. I'd rather be scarcely saved than not saved at all. The best any of us can become in this life is scarcely saved. And that is only laid up for the righteous. With all of our spiritual accomplishments, scarcely saved. But scarcely saved is worth fighting for because I don't want the alternative of scarcely saved. The alternative of scarcely saved is lost for eternity. I want to be saved. Micah 7 verse 8 says, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. So many times we carry that wrong and how we say that verse. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. But there's a pause there after enemy. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. Pause. When I fall. When I fall. When You fall. The Bible says, Micah is saying, when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, not if, 
when I fall, not if. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. The Bible does not say if. It says when I fall. When you fall. Church, hear me today. You are going to fall sometimes, but when you fall, decide right away to get back up. When you fall, decide to repent unto the Lord and return unto righteousness. There is salvation. There is pardon. There's washing away if we return, if we repent, if we turn and say, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to live a life of righteousness and holiness that's pleasing unto the Lord. Somebody say, when I fall. Satan, don't rejoice against me. Sinners and ungodly, don't rejoice against me. When I fall, I shall arise. I'm not going to wallow when I fall. I'm not going to stay there when I fall. Amen. I'm not even going to take a pause when I fall. When I fall, I'm going to arise. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. Somebody say, I'm going to get up. Come on. When I fall, I shall arise. When I fall, I'm going to get back up. I'm going to look to Jesus. I'm going to turn my heart to him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to love Jesus with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. That's what it means to get up. You may have fallen, but you can get back up. You may have fallen, but you can repent and leave the filth of sin. You can live above it. You may have fallen, but if you get back up and turn from your sin and follow after righteousness, you can walk on streets of gold one day. Listen, everybody in this house, you have the opportunity to walk on streets of gold if you want to. Amen. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. It's not live however I want to and I'm going to walk on streets of gold. It's not wallowing in sin and just come to church and hit a few religious check marks and I'm, I'm, I'm walking on streets of gold. It's not this business that everybody does in the world today that no matter who you are, when you die, everybody's going to heaven. That's not in the word of God. Jesus said, except ye all repent, ye shall all likewise perish. The getting up is repentance. But the truth is, not that we should be sizing anybody up in here, but from the best of us to the worst of us, if you want to put it that way or for lack of a better way to say it, any of us can walk on streets of gold. It is God's will that all of us, it's God's will that all of us walk on streets of gold, whatever you have fallen, wherever you have fallen, get back up. You may have fallen in your prayer life, get back up. You may have fallen into sin, get back up. 
don't have time to go through it all today, but amen, in John, amen, chapter, amen, 8, amen, he, he goes to the Mount of Olives, and, and there the, he's, he's going into the temple, and these, these men bring before him a woman caught in adultery in the very act. They, in other words, they walked in on it. They walked in on this woman in the act of adultery. And they pick her, remove her from the situation, and drag her before Jesus. And they say, the law says anyone caught in the act of adultery should be stoned to death. What say ye? He's writing down in the sand. Sometimes you just got to ignore ignorance. Boy, I wish I had a witness in that house. Sometimes you got to ignore ignorance. You can't respond to ignorance all the time. Sometimes you just got to let them talk. And Jesus did that. He let those ignorant folks talk. Why? Because he knew their heart. He knew their heart. They didn't care about that lady. They didn't care about her salvation. What they wanted to do was stone her. They were looking for occasion to condemn somebody. Jesus knew that about them, so he ignored them. Wrote in the sand. I don't know what Jesus was thinking. What is wrong with these guys? They're so religious. They're so bent in their tradition. They don't care about people. And then he gets up and he says, He's without sin. Got your stones ready, huh? He's without sin. Among you, cast the first stone. Oh, yeah, they're in their addiction. Their addiction. Oh, yeah, they're in their alternative lifestyle. Oh, yeah, they're in their lying, they're cheating, they're stealing. Oh, yeah, they're in their failing. Okay, you're, you're ready to throw your stone at them, huh? This is what Jesus said. He who's without sin among you. He wasn't excusing the, her sin. He wasn't excusing her sin. He said, he that has sin is without sin. Cast a first stone. First stone. And one by one, they began to drop their stones and walk away. And when all her accusers walked away, Jesus came to her and said, where are your accusers? Wicked was trying to set a trap for you. Where are your accusers? They couldn't condemn her, and Jesus said, neither will I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You've fallen. I don't excuse your falling. I don't excuse your sin. It's not all right. But go and sin no more. You've fallen, lady, in adultery. But you can get up. And after he said this to her, he said in John 8, 12, 
I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. You've fallen down, lady. I've told you to go and sin no more, but I got something else for you. I've got some action for you to take because I want you to get up. I want you to get up. I want you to make it. How many know today that Jesus wants us to make it to heaven more than we want to make it to heaven? He does. He does. At your best, at your worst, amen, while you're beating yourself up, Jesus is saying, get up. I want you to get up. Here's how you can get up. He said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I'm not going to finish this today, but Jesus is saying to us that if we follow him. We talked about discipleship and thrive today. Amen. We talked about being a follower, a follower, a follower. Where's Jesus going? Where's Jesus going? I've got to go where Jesus going. I've got to get my eyes off of the world and get my eyes on Jesus. I've got to stop being consumed with the things of this world. And I've got to be consumed with Jesus. Stop saying you're being too spiritual. Stop saying and thinking you're being too religious. Amen. Jesus said, if you follow me, you're not going to walk in darkness. You mean I'm going to fit in and stumble? I'm going to fit in willfully so I don't ruffle anybody's feathers. Oh, come on, you're praying too much. Oh, come on, you're in the word too much. Don't you think you're going to church too much? Too much? I'm doing what I got to do to make heaven my home, and you're saying it's too much? Some of you, you need to tell yourself, you need to stop, amen, the lies that the enemy is saying to you. You're owning his lies as your own, amen, that lies coming in your ear. Oh, you're just tired. Just take a Sunday off. Just take a prayer day off. Oh, you don't need to read the Bible today, amen. You know what? The Holy Ghost moved so powerfully last Sunday when, when Brother Gore's here. I'm going to take a break today, and I'm not implying that everyone who's not here feels that way, so please don't get that twisted, all right? But what I'm saying is, is this, amen. Our flesh and the enemy is always trying to work together to get us to forsake the Lord and quit on our devotion and water down our commitment to Jesus Christ. Amen. And we wonder why we fall. Amen. But I want to encourage someone today that if you have fallen, if you are down right now, you can get back up because the Bible says a just man falls seven times and rises up again. I'm going to get up in my prayer life. I'm going to get up in my devotion. I'm going to get up in my consecration. Come on, church. Let's stand to our feet together. God's trying to purge us of half-heartedness. If you are light, you will stand out in a world of darkness.
If you're fitting in, there's a problem. I'm not talking about being weird. I'm not talking about being dogmatic. I'm talking about being spiritual and making a decision to serve the Lord in every place. Lord, make me a house of prayer. Make my heart a house of prayer. Make my mind a house of prayer. Make my car a house of prayer. Make my bedroom a house of prayer. Make my workplace a house of prayer. Make my school a house of prayer. What am I trying to do? I'm getting up. Casual and discipleship. and discipleship do not go together. Intermittent in discipleship do not go together. Some days I do, some days I don't. Some days I pray, some days I don't. Sometimes, some days I get in the Word, some days I don't. Jesus has his arms stretched to you. He's waiting for you to grab his hand. He's waiting for you to let him lead you. We're going to fall sometimes. We're going to fall sometimes. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to miss the mark. David said, Lord, if thou shouldest mark iniquities, Lord, if you were to keep count of iniquity, Lord, who should stand? Lord, none of us have a chance. On our best day, I don't have a chance. I want to read this scripture before we prepare to pray here today. Later in that chapter, Micah 7, verses 18 and 19. I didn't give this to media, but I'm going to read it here. The Bible says, this is right after Micah said, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. It says, Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. 
forgiveness of the Lord is not for us to go back to what we were doing. Listen to me. His forgiveness of our sin is not a license for us to go back to it. Just like Joel said, no more. The iniquity that he pardons is not so that we go back to it. He says, I want to give you the newness of life. I want to make you brand new. He said, behold, I make all things new. I feel the Lord is trying to give us hope today. Some of you are staggering under the guilt and shame of your sin. You feel like there's no hope, there's no chance you can get it right. You're like, I'll never, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever get beyond this. I don't know if I'll ever, I, I don't know if I can imagine my life without this struggle, without this sin, without this addiction, without this thing in my life that I keep seeming to trip over. And he gives us a word for that. On your own, you can't do it. Jesus said, without me, you can't do nothing. But in Philippians 4.13, the Bible says, can you put that on the screen, media? I don't know if you see that. The Apostle Paul says, on your shoulders when temptation is trying to attack you and harass you, amen, and, and your guilt and your past and, and your frailties and your failures are, are trying to choke the life out of you. Uh, we need to remind ourselves of truth. Uh, there is a way out. Uh, there is a way to overcome. Uh, amen. The Bible tells us in Romans 8 uh, that we are more than conquerors uh, through him that loves us. Uh, Philippians 4 13. I can strengthen 
his name. Amen. I can get up out of my pit through Christ who strengthens me. I can overcome depression through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. I can take authority over anxiety through Christ who strengthens me. I can heal. I can heal. come to this altar. We're going to pray here. This is all about perspective. When you fall, stay down another second. You see, a common reaction when we fall is to look around on the ground before we look up. We look to see what tripped us up. We put our attention to what made us fall and how we were better. Jesus is wanting us to shift our attention because he is the great I am we can have an I can because Jesus is I can because he's savior I can because he's redeemer I can he's wanting to shift the focus off of you come on You've ever fallen? You start beating yourself up. Man, I fell. I made that mistake. You start wallowing in that thing. And you know, Satan is always glad to help you. You know, he, he, he's glad to be in your ear for days and weeks. And, and he's just, he'll just egg you on. You're so wrong. You know, isn't it something? The same thing that Satan tempted you to do. And he's egging you on to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And he keeps nagging you. And then you do it. And then he switches his voice. And he's like, you're terrible because you did it. You're terrible because you did it. Am I lying? Is it, am I right? No, I'm not. Why? Because he's the father of lies. So I've got to hear truth. And I've got to change my focus. My focus isn't on me. My focus isn't on the devil. My focus is not on my inadequacies. And it's not on all my, my flaws. It's not on any of those things. My focus must shift to the one who gives me the I can. Jesus Christ. And so... also say this on the onset of our prayer that you can be washed today of your sins. We have water. Amen. You can be washed away. When we repent and ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins, he forgives us. But when we go down in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not only does he forgive our sins, but he washes them all away. He helps us to get up. And then he wants to fill you with the spirit today. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to repent. We're going to confess.
to the Lord. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. We're going to confess to the Lord here this morning. All right, and we're going to, we're going to tell him our sin. We're going to tell him where we are. And we're going to ask him to forgive us. We're going to say, I'm sorry. We're going to make a decision to change from our wicked ways. And we're going to turn to God. And what we're going to do is we're going to let Jesus forgive us. Let me say that again. We're going to let Jesus forgive us. We're going to receive his forgiveness today. Come on, somebody. And then we're going to thank him. We're going to turn from our sin. And we're going to make a decision to live for Jesus today. Can we lift our hands and close our eyes across this sanctuary right now? There's hope filling this room. There's about to be rejoicing in this room as we repent today. Come on, would you begin to right now talk to the Lord? Let's confess our sin. Let's repent. Come on, that's it, Lord Jesus. I ask you to search my heart, Lord God. Lord, any sin in my life, any wrong motive, Lord, any wrong attitude, any wrong decision that I've made, Lord God, any inteachability, Lord, any rebellion in my heart, Lord, any independency in my heart, Lord Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to search me, Lord, I want to change, Lord, I want to live for you, I want to live righteous and holy and pure before you, Lord, Lord, I'm leaving my sin, I'm leaving, Lord, my trusting myself, I'm not leaning on my own understanding anymore, Lord, I'm leaving the pleasures of sin, I'm leaving the pleasures of this world, Lord, and I'm running to you, I'm doing an about face right now, oh, I'm not going to wallow where I fell, I'm not going to wallow where I stumbled, but Lord Jesus, I'm going to get up, I'm going to take your hand and rise again, I'm going to look to you, Jesus, and rise again, I'm not leaving you, I'm not forsaking you, I'm clinging to you, I'm clinging to your word, I'm clinging to your presence, I'm clinging, Lord, wash me, cleanse me, oh, from all unrighteousness today. I want to be presented before you spotless, without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. Oh God, I'm coming all in, Lord Jesus. Not one foot in and one foot out, but I will serve you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for mercy. I thank you for grace. I thank you for forgiveness today. I thank you for a hand up. Lord God, you're pulling me up out of the sin. You're pulling me out of the shame. You're pulling me up out of the guilt. You're pulling me up from my past. You're pulling me up, Lord God, from low living. Lord, you're pulling me into greater, greater things, greater hope, greater victory. Come on, somebody. I receive your forgiveness today. I receive your forgiveness today. Come on, come on. Come on, tell the Lord. I receive your forgiveness today. If you've left your sin, you can receive it. If you've made up your mind to leave sin, I can receive forgiveness. I can receive forgiveness. I receive your mercy. I thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. He's going to give you beauty for ashes. He's going to give you the oil of joy for your mourning. Somebody's about to get comforted right now. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I celebrate your forgiveness. I worship you, Jesus.